Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and I feel like I have the same intro each time, but I am your host Amanda. If you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. You know, I don't know why that came out like I was singing, but you know, just studying the good stuff. Um, I also do YouTube, Instagram, this podcast. I try to do TikTok, but that's not going very well right now. I also own two businesses, one being a candle company and one is an apparel company. My apparel company is called Kooky Apparel and we just restocked, so you can go check that out at kookyapparel.com. And my candle company, we're having a new launch on February 5th with three new scents. Go check that out. Also, it's on Etsy, Wan Candles. Go give me some good vibes. And I also do video editing and podcast editing on the side. So that's a little bit about me. This podcast, like it's called Behind the Girl Boss, I love to talk to different girl bosses, whether they be in social media, owning their own business, owning their own agencies, like whatever it may be. I love to talk to different women that are just thriving in the industry and just get to know like their story, how they got to where they are today and just all that fun stuff. So that's what this podcast is about. Before we jump into today's interview and today's podcast episode, I have brought on a new segment to the podcast, which is journal prompts, because I love journaling and I love journal prompts, and I thought it would just be a cool segment to add to the podcast to give a little bit more of flavor, spice, and everything nice. I'm just kidding. But to just like give more of a personal vibe so we can journal together and write about the same thing. So today's journal prompt is something that I am very concerned about for myself, but basically this journal prompt is, do you care about what other people think about you? Why is that? As myself, speaking from my own personal experiences, I care way too much about what people think about me in every single aspect, whether how it's like, whether about like how I look, um, how much weight I gained, how many subscribers I have, how many followers I have, what my Instagram feed looks like. Like I care about way too many things that literally no one should literally care about. Um, there are things that only myself should care about and I shouldn't really give a hell, like give a shit about what other people think about um, these things. But it's something that I can't stop thinking about. And I just thought it would be a cool prompt for us to all write about what do we like do you think like do you care what others think about you and why or why not i think it'd be something cool to explore so get your notebooks out or your pen paper out or your online journal out and let's journal so for today's episode i have my actual twin on the podcast okay she's not actually my twin but like if there were a thing of having twins from different parents this would be my twin not only because her name is Amanda also, just for you, like just so you guys know, but today on the podcast, we have Amanda Jewell. Amanda is a lifestyle and college YouTuber and blogger. She's also the author of an ebook called Becoming an Influencer, and she's the host of Becoming an Influencer podcast. Amanda also does photography and digital services, and she is literally the funnest coolest, most amazing person ever. And I'm so happy that I was able to talk to her on the podcast. We actually became friends through our podcast. And I tell, I'm telling you, like, it literally felt like, it feels like we've known each other for so many years. And it's only been, what, like a year? Um, this episode was so fun. And I just vibe with her so well. And I hope she feels the same because if she doesn't, this is really awkward. But yeah, Amanda is literally the definition of a girl boss. She is 
doing so many things and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear this episode and get to learn a little bit more about her, her journey through college, YouTube, podcasting, TikTok, and just so much more. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode and without further ado, let's get into it. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today I'm joined by Amanda. So hi Amanda. Hey. It's so weird saying that because I feel like I'm just talking about myself. <laughs> no, I know. I'm we are twins with we are. games, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so do you want to start off by telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be on this podcast because I found Amanda through her podcast, actually. But hey, my name's Amanda. Um, Amanda Jewel. I make YouTube videos. I have a podcast called Becoming an Influencer. And I always want to say behind the girl boss when I'm with <laughs> you. I'm like, I have a podcast named Behind the Girl Boss. Um, and then I also am a college student. I'm a senior this semester at the University of Texas at Austin and also running a blog. So hello, welcome to the show. Awesome. So before we kind of jump into the questions, I like to do a little hot seat segment and kind of like break the ice and everything. Um, so you can answer whatever comes to mind first. Okay. So if you could pick up and move anywhere right now, if COVID didn't exist, where would you go? Um, Greece. Greece? <laughs> wow, that was a hot seat answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Greece is nice. I don't really know much things you can do there, but I mean, I would go on vacation there. Looks pretty. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be nice for pictures, I think. <laughs> Literally. I'll have no friends, though. No, I'll make friends. And the next one is, what's an unpopular opinion you have? Okay, I got in trouble for this when I said it the last time, but I think I'm going to go with it. Um, people from high school suck. Oh, I mean, that's not unpopular in my point of view. Um, I'm not friends with anyone from high school. Like, there's, like, you know, like, those few people that, like, you don't really, yeah. like, don't really bother you. So, like, if you'll see them, like, you'll talk to them. But, like, 99% of them, like, no, thank you. No, I just need to, like, let it go. But I <laughs> accidentally said that exact thing on someone else's unpopular opinion. Now, to paint the context, someone from my high school who's still friends with a bunch of people from my high school, and I was like, mm, didn't really think that one through. And they were like, well, I don't think everyone sucks like you can find some good people and I'm like oh fair enough like I mean like, yeah I guess but like my high like for myself like I went to an all-girls high school stop. and the drama there was way too much for me like I've heard. yeah wow not I'm a fan not jealous. yeah <laughs> and the last one is what is your go-to meal my go-to meal is like Chipotle <laughs> or Panera. That's so basic. I don't have any of those. Like we don't have those in Montreal. Oh, I know. Wow. I've had Chipotle, but I've never had Panera. But like, I think they have good mac and cheese. Like it looks like it's good. How did you know? That's exactly <laughs> what I get. Awesome. Um, so I basically split the podcast into sections. So the first section is you know, like your school life, then YouTube. Um, your podcast, a bit of TikTok, and then some questions I got on Instagram. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with where do you go to school and what's your major? Yeah, I go to the University of Texas at Austin and I'm majoring in advertising. I'm specifically in the Texas Media and Analytics program. So we just focus heavily on like campaigns as a whole and analytics. Oh. <laughs> so, like what got you kind of like interested in the specific major? Oh, fun story. So I used to go to Texas Tech and no shade, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. And a lot of the people there are very conservative and just not super artistic as well. Mm -hmm. And I 
felt the need to get out of there. And so my brother was like, hey, you should look into advertising at UT Austin because it's easier to get in than the business school, but it's still hard and it um, is creative side of business. And I'm obsessed with it now. I really suggest advertising to anyone that is creative but wants business. Awesome. So like after you're done like school, like what kind of jobs are like, can you go into with this? Um, I, my eyes got so big, you guys. I'm so triggered by the job application right now. Um, hire me for an internship before next week. Thanks. And you can go anywhere with advertising though. That's what's cool is because any business that exists or even just any entity at all needs advertising because they yeah. need like revenue. And so it's crazy because even if you go to like a business to business place, like say an airline or even like, <laughs> this is crazy, but like a diaper changing station, they can only advertise to businesses. Like you're not going to advertise to a yeah. mom for like koala care, but <laughs> you can advertise to businesses. So it's just cool that you can literally work anywhere with that. So like right now with like everything being online, like how have you been like um, adapting to like online school? Oh, Amanda, it's been so hard. I I just definitely have the Zoom fatigue or mm-hmm. green fatigue, really, because, I mean, you know this, our job is online, our leisure is on the computer, our uh, entertainment, and then also our school. So I just felt like I'm staring at my screen for sometimes 14 mm-hmm. hours a day. It feels horrible. <laughs> um, but on the bright side, I've been trying to be more mindful, like, literally meditating. I have meditated every day since last Monday, which is huge for me. And I've been doing that. I've also been moving my body, like not per se workout, workout every day, but definitely like, even if it's just a stretch that has been Mm -hmm. helping me so much, like just find like peace in my mind. Um, and also reading like a hardback book. I just love having a novel that also gets me off my screen and kind of just distracts from everything else that we're doing um, online. No, I feel that 100%, especially because like, I feel like now, I don't know about you, but like I do my school in my room because mm-hmm. like, that's mainly the place where I'm alone. Um, right. And I feel like it's so hard to like separate my school life versus my work life and then versus like just hanging out and chilling. Like it's so yes. hard to separate everything. Yes, no, same. And especially like, I don't know, I've had three weeks off of school, so I forgot <laughs> what it's like, but I just remember my bed was almost becoming a crutch. Like it was like, oh, I can do school in bed. So yes. I'd be doing school in bed and watching YouTube in bed and editing and trying to sleep. I don't know. It was just, I had really bad posture for like a month and a half. Oh, I still do. Like I should be sitting up, but like I'm hunched <laughs> over. <laughs> it's too hard. It hurts though. For real. Yes. Um. So this next question might be a little triggering, but mm-hmm. um, do you believe internships are essential in your field? And I, you mentioned that like you have to have one for school, and like, I don't know if we really have that in like Canada where like an internship is like essential for school. But like, my kind of question is like, what happens if you don't find one? Well. <laughs> okay. The reason why Amanda says it's triggering is because I am a honestly, you guys, I'm a fifth year senior. Okay. Like this is my last, last semester of college. And I have put off doing the class credit internship 
until now. And that's also in part due to Corona. Like I was supposed to have an internship last summer Mm -hmm. and like that would have been probably a lot easier. Um, However, that got canceled. And now I've put it off until this spring, like literally my last semester of college harder than I thought it was. I definitely will be honest at UT and ad school, they kind of groom you to think like you are this hot commodity. Like it's the number one ad school in mm-hmm. America. So like, they're like, Oh, like number one ad school, like everyone's going to want you. And then I'm in the Texas media and analytics program. So that's an even more like competitive specialized um, degree. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, you were basically hired already. Like you are hired out of the womb. Um, fast forward, I have a week until finding an internship and I've been internship hunting since September. So that's going really well. Um, I don't know. It's just been a kind of a wake up call. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I'd say that. And now given like the job force, I can't even think about like, I'm like, people won't even hire me to work for free. So how do I feel that job? Um, Okay. But I mean, I don't know, like, I kind of feel like I should have started even sooner. Um, And then if, if I don't get one, I think because of Corona, they're doing it that you can do a case study instead. Okay. Don't really know what that even (laughs) means. Me either. Um, But I keep getting an email. It's like funny I say that because I keep getting an email saying, if you do not get your internship approved through like this application, you will be dropped from the course. And I'm like, you can't drop me from the course. I need to graduate. (laughs) But that's so weird because I feel like if it's something that's mandatory, like they should either like one help you or like partner with like companies that would offer internships because I mean, it's not guaranteed that everyone's going to get one, especially like if you're a lot of people and you're all searching for one, like, I don't know, I feel like they should have um, a smarter system. No, same. And I'm really just going to show up the first day of class and be like, here I am, teach. Like, <laughs> let me know what I can do. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, they should help you out because especially now, like a oh, lot yeah. of places don't offer them and like not everyone wants to do like online internships and stuff. So it's like, it's a whole mess. It is a whole mess. Um, and luckily I have a best friend who has a marketing agency in Dallas. And so, I mean, worst case scenario, hopefully that gets approved. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and I have a call tomorrow with reward. Excuse me, <laughs> um, I have a call tomorrow with reward style. So I don't know if that's just about influencer stuff or if that's about a possible internship. So my fingers are crossed. Well, I'm hoping for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um. So when did you start your YouTube channel and why? Oh my gosh, I started it in like 2012 and. I think my first, okay, what, I think like my first video was braces tips, so that was some great content. I feel like I've seen like a picture of that. You probably have, um, <laughs> and honestly, better views back then, like mm-hmm. over 14k views, I'm like, where are they at now? Um, but I started it because I wanted to be YouTube famous, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm just gonna be honest, yeah, right? like, <laughs> and I was just, I think I was like 14. And so that was fun. And then I got nervous because people were starting to find out about it at school. Not even that many people, but I was like, I just, I can't at all. So then yeah. I stopped. And that was when like, it was easy to be in the partner program. So mm-hmm. I was already like making literal pennies on the dollar. 
Um, but I wasn't uploading consistently. And so when I had a revival of my YouTube dream, it came more from wanting to help other people, which Mm -hmm. I think is way more sustainable. Yes. (laughs) And so I really wanted to make content on how you could get into the University of Texas at Austin because I was at Texas Tech and I wanted to see if I could do it. And so I was like, okay, there's no resources online for me. So if I can figure out how to get into the school, I'll make videos and help other people. Yeah. That's been way better. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, So what do you shoot and edit with? Yeah, I use my Canon G7X, just, you know, the basic vlog camera. And then I edit on Final Cut Pro. So if someone were to ask you, like, right now, what is your YouTube channel all about? Like, how do you describe it? Okay. So I would say college lifestyle with, like, day-in-the-life vlogs. And now, and I would say, like, journaling, law of attraction, and then this third area that's kind of opening up is like not tech but like uh it I talk about YouTube analytics and TikTok and like how much so kind of like social media business maybe yeah social media business I like that so I would say that and like I have a question for you so mm-hmm. like have you thought about how your goal I know now you have three semesters left but have you thought about how you're going to re-identify your channel after college? Yeah, so it's really like, I feel like right now I'm trying to incorporate other things, but like they don't do as well as like my college videos, which is like, it's kind of scary because I'm like, what if I become like, I'm not like relevant, but like, what if I become like really irrelevant when my like college is done? So I'm kind of like trying to incorporate things like I enjoy journaling and stuff. Yeah. So I'm incorporating that. I'm trying to get into manifestation and stuff so like I'm learning about that I want to do conspiracy theory stuff I want to do like murder mysteries too but I feel like someone might kill me so like I'm pushing that off a bit um but yeah so I'm trying to like add in like smaller things um Mm -hmm. into the channel like now so that'll prepare prepare me for like the future but I think I'm gonna stick with like the lifestyle because I do enjoy those videos and I will do like day in my life or like week in my life but I don't know maybe like incorporating like post-grad job hunt I don't know if I want to get like an actual corporate job when I'm like I don't know what I want to do with my life so I feel like it's a mess but I think that answered the question it did no what about you like how are you going to after college kind of like I guess rebrand yourself instead of like a college lifestyle yeah I almost feel like it's a blessing that I didn't like blow up for college or Mm -hmm. whatever I mean obviously in like my most recent content creation like my best performing videos kind of have to do with like UT Austin but I feel like I I'm not a full-on college YouTuber the way I I felt I was um so I feel like that honestly kind of helped that you know I'm not famous yet um (laughs) But yeah, I think just the same thing you said, focusing on, or at least like for me, like I want to focus more on like law of attraction and how people can just, I don't know, like use it. And I also want to start like doing um, content around like, well, I guess on a lot, but just like content around how law of attraction isn't like woo woo. It's literally just science and it's also not against Christianity. I think there's a lot of um, influencers that are Christian or just like Christians in general that think law of attraction is the devil's work and Mm -hmm. I have like so many comments on my Pinterest posts about like 
if you need Jesus, like I'm here for you. And I'm like, girl, I'm a baptized Christian. Like <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like, I don't know, summon demons. Like, no, I, I feel that. Also, I did not know you can comment on Pinterest. Yeah. It's Pinterest is really confusing to me. Cause I, I see like threads on some of my pins they're wild so I'm like I don't want to see this I never I never knew that you can do that but kind of like going off with what you're saying so do you believe in like niching down or do you not believe in niching down um I do okay because I don't and like a lot of people are like no you should but I don't believe in it see I don't believe in it because I think I see a lot of people successful doing what I want to do which is Mm -hmm. whatever you want (laughs) but I do agree that I haven't grown at the fastest rate so maybe it's because I didn't niche down and like I've also heard a lot and this kind of goes for blogs too because I was reading about those earlier but like when you niche down that helps you gain your audience and then after you have your audience you can kind of like swivel around see like for me it was the opposite um because When I first started my YouTube, I just was doing whatever I wanted to do. And then um, I started exploring like my sexuality more. And then I did videos on that. And I would only be doing videos on that. And I grew a big audience with that. But then I was like, there's only so much you can do about that. And like, I wasn't enjoying it. So I was like, hey, like, let me like explore more things. And like, I had grown, I think, to like 3K with that. Um, Yeah, I was like, let me explore new things. And that's when my channel like did not do well and it kind of like stopped there for a bit so I feel like it's kind of hard because like if you niche down too much I think then people are only expecting that content from you so when they don't get that specific content they don't want to watch it I don't know it's like it's so complicated like I don't know it's hard that makes sense like I mean even just referring back to like what I was saying with blogs like I have a situation that's kind of just like that like on my blogs like I have very specific posts that go viral Mm -hmm. and then it's like when I put out like so I have like what is law of attraction viral that's great yeah but then when I put out like um like my favorite skincare it just (laughs) it misses the mark like this was I don't know like that was what was viral and that's not so yeah right Mm -hmm. but good thing I wasn't doing it anyway so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I just think that's like even like Natalie Barbu oh yeah like she speaks about like not niching down too much because like it won't help you be able to do like other things you're interested in because I don't think anyone's just interested in one thing and I feel like it gets like I don't know like reaction channels like how do you react to something every single like video like I feel like I get so bored (laughs) with that and like no hate to them because they always go viral and they're always doing well but I feel like for like I don't know if you agree with this but like for my own content like I want to do content that makes me happy and like I enjoy doing rather than sitting there and be like I have to film this because I have to do it no agree and like I think this year I'm going to focus on the middle of that I've been doing like I did what I thought other people wanted to see when I first started my channel Mm -hmm. uh, or first revived my channel let's say and it wasn't doing well and I was like okay well then I'll do what I want to do yeah and I did that for a while and that's sustainable in the sense of like even if I wasn't getting views, I was okay with it because it was vlogs of my life. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. I can go back and look at that. Or like, it's something that I'm proud of. That's like, if I edit it, like, you know, you have those videos that you just spend an insane amount of editing time. And you're like, I know this is going to be a better piece of my work because I spent so much time Mm -hmm. on the 
edits. Yeah. So like, even if it, they don't get a lot of views, I know like I'm proud of that video, but for this year, I want to kind of meet in the middle and try to do more like value-based videos. So like more sit down or, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I can really do, do informative vlogs. I can try, you know, whatever. You can try. Um, you can do a mix. Like, yeah. Um, I actually like hired Natalie for like, what did I hire for? Something like to go through my YouTube and everything like, um, and she did that. And she like was telling me how like a lot of my viral, like my viral, viral, right. okay. Like yeah. my bigger videos were informational videos, but she's like, if you want to like put them into vlogs too, you could do a mix of both, like have like your regular like vlogging time and then like put a portion of it, like you just sitting there and talking and then you can always title it that because yeah. you're not, what you're doing. yeah, because you're not lying. It's not like clickbait. So like you can try and incorporate both of them together. Totally. No, that that makes so much sense. And like, that's what I want to try and do for this year, because I have a good feeling about 2021. And like, I have a good feeling because one, I'm not going to put an expectation on it. I think, mm-hmm. I think you and I are kind of in the same boat where we're like, we've had this huge goal for so long that yeah. we're at the point where we're just like, okay, we're going with the flow. And like, as long as there's growth, that's cool. Yeah. And so like, that's what I'm accepting, but I'm also going to try and do stuff that is more searchable, like at least for my own peace of mind. Maybe yeah. This year. <laughs> I think what would be, how many times a week do you post again? Okay. So I have to post at least once and it's on Sunday, but mm-hmm. I've been doing like two or three a week. I don't know. I'm kind of after so, one, yeah. I hit one. <laughs> no, I feel that. So I feel like if you post like one vlog a week and then one informational one a week, it like balances them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you can like look into that maybe. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, so what would you say is the hardest part about having your own YouTube channel? Oh, I would say, yeah, just like the part that I feel like people talk about, but like don't talk about, which is just like wanting to see faster results than you are and then like mm-hmm. sometimes getting lost in like the validation of the numbers yeah and like for me I've had a lot of people in my life that like want to tear me down or like want to see me fail which is freaking great <laughs> whatever but it sucks when like I know that and I also feel like I'm giving them a reason to laugh in my face at the same time I know some so pessimistic but it's like I just feel like it's not talking about like wanting to do well and like I don't know and just like seeing the slower growth and like being afraid of like other people's opinions and like I push Mm. other people's opinions out of my mind so far until I think about what's said behind closed doors and it's like there's just this part of me that wants so bad to like prove people wrong but I'm on this journey with God I guess because (laughs) I know I have no control over this algorithm yeah but you do uh, know that if you when you when you do like blow up and like pop off, those same people that you think are judging you behind closed doors are going to be the first ones to come to you and be like, "Oh my god, like I love your stuff and I've been supporting you for so long. It's so cool to like see you grow. Like we should go get coffee." Like they're going to be the same exact people doing that. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um so on the other side of that, what would you say is the best part about being a creator? Yeah, the best part is being able to like document our life. Like I am so grateful that I never put the camera down. Like I started vlogging my end of my last semester at Texas Tech. So I I really have like a lot of my life documented from just like college and, and transferring to college and like 
moving to Austin and then moving back home and oh my god yeah. a pandemic like who would have thought mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd have content on that yes um wait that's so cool did you even think about that we like basically we are documentary cool. people I don't know the word documentarist yeah um, we documented yeah. the pandemic Do- is that what they're called I don't know what they're called documentarian is that the word I don't know <laughs> I don't know no one listening make fun of me Oh my god, I made up a new word yesterday called Texanism. Texanism. Oh, that does not sound like a word. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know uh, either. <laughs> um, so you hit 70k, so congrats on that. Um, I know you were talking about how like it's been like a slow growth, but do you mm-hmm. have any tips or advice for someone that's trying to grow their channel? Yes. Um, definitely be consistent. Like, even if, like, just be consistent, okay? Mm -hmm. That means, like, pick a day at least and then post one video every single week and just try to stick with it for a year. Like, if you can stick with it for a year, you will get over your burnout hump and you'll just keep going. And I've read books that say, allegedly, if you post consistently one day, you will blow up. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then another thing would just kind of what Amanda and I were talking about earlier, like, make sure you're enjoying the content. Definitely have your viewers in mind and, like, how can they gain value from this? But also at the end of the day, you're not going to see the results as fast as you want anyway. So make sure that you're enjoying what you put out. 100% love that. So we're going to move on to your podcast. You have a podcast called Becoming an Influencer. How did you get your inspiration for starting this? I had always wanted a podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. And then (laughs) I, I was like, how do you even do that? Um, and then I heard about Anchor, which is, Anchor is a free platform that you can edit and create. I don't even use Anchor, unfortunately. No, but also like the monetization is not even available in Canada. So. I'm so sorry. They were like, thank you. (laughs) It's literally like pennies on the dollar, but, um, and then I, I wrote an ebook and it was called Becoming an Influencer. And I was like, that would be cool to have a podcast about influencer marketing. And then that way I could like interview people that, I mean, you don't usually get to talk to the people that mm-hmm. you interview. So it's like, yeah. that's like used to talk to these professionals. Um, and so that was one thing I really wanted to do and like talk about their journeys to success and how they became an influencer. Um, but actually I'm kind of having like, a first world problem and a podcast identity crisis, if you will, mm-hmm. because so influencer has a negative connotation around. Yes. It. And I was okay with that because I was like, I'm going to use my platform to show how it doesn't have to have a negative connotation. And you don't have to be like an Instagram influencer to be an influencer, like professors yeah. influence their the people around them, like whatever. Okay. Um, however, <laughs> fast forward to today, um, in the past week, I've just been like, I don't know if I even identify with that name anymore. Like, and I don't even know if I like, like it as much anymore. So do you have any tips, Amanda? <laughs> Honestly, I actually, funny enough, um, my school has like a magazine and they asked me to write an article about the word influencer. And I just like, we just like finalized and edited it and submitted it yesterday. Uh-huh. And I think that the word influencer is going to be something that's going to be around for like the whole entire like. like forever and I think it's cool for you to like um kind of like talk about 
the good side of like the word and everything so I don't think it's like anything bad and even though there is like kind of like a negative like connotation around the word it's still what people are called and it's still what they're going to be called so I don't think the word's ever going to change and then if you only do content creator it's like not everyone is a content creator I don't know if that's rude to say but like I'm sorry some people who like dance in front of their camera and just post videos and they're only like they only do that like I don't know if I'd call them a content creator I'd rather call them like an influencer like you know what I mean or a dancer too yeah so I feel like I don't know I think I like the name and I don't think there's anything wrong with it there's obviously gonna be people that don't like it like some people tell me like oh girl boss like culture is like not good I'm like like that's your opinion I just started saying (laughs) stuff like that and I'm like Mm -hmm. can we have one thing yeah like I I don't like agree with like hustle culture but I don't think um I don't know how to explain it like I don't like for me like girl boss just means someone that is building themselves an empire I don't think of it as like someone who works all day and doesn't have time to like breathe like I don't think like when I think of it I don't think of that but some people do and I'm just like you know what like if you're gonna take every single word and like blow it up like I don't have time for that dude that's so lame I like just saw something about that recently and how it's like kind of misogynistic to Mm -hmm. say girl boss and I'm like chill like okay yeah chill like I don't have anything wrong with like men who are doing this but like I feel like there's not enough focus on women who are like in business and things so like that's why I wanted to talk about only women and then people are like why don't you have guys on your podcast I'm like you know what because I don't want guys on my podcast like it's that simple like I just want to talk to women about like yeah yeah, so I feel like there's always going to be people that like nitpick and like find something wrong with everyone so what are you fair enough (laughs) but like kind of going into that did you have any other names that you wanted to name your podcast or was it like solely like becoming an influencer okay so it was only becoming an influencer um but recently I will tell Megan I'm like you're gonna be famous and so I sent her like a picture of my uh sweatshirt and it said like the universe loves you and she was like oh my gosh you should make merch that says that no you should make merch that says you're gonna be famous and I was like (laughs) fire so then I just the other day I was like wait Cameron like instead of becoming an influencer I could kind of be in like the same realm and it'd be you're gonna be famous but don't worry we're not gonna do that because the your is really confusing since it's you are gonna be true famous. and I don't think you could put like a no. yeah and then I would I think like yeah literate, so I'm just, I, <laughs> I think you should stick with what you have now it's good and then it goes with your ebook and like everything just like mends together it does it does <laughs> Um, so who's been your favorite guest so far and why? Oh, okay. Mm, so I have a few. I don't know you said one, but it's okay. I <laughs> really liked interviewing Tom Ward from the Forbes because mm-hmm. he interviews like Addison Rae and uh, all the TikTokers. And like he, I found him when he was interviewing like Eric Costell and Hunter Moreno and stuff. And so talking to him, I was like, oh, this is this is big man. Like yeah. he talks to all of these big people and like he writes for Forbes. He has a Forbes show. And like, uh, and I remember too, Tana Mojo being on his Forbes show for TanaCon before it was a disaster. And she was like, oh my God, like look mom at me at the Forbes. I'm with Tom. <laughs> so anyway, I had this idea that like Tom was just like really big um, success mark, really. Okay. It was a great humbling moment because even talking to him, I mean, he still has a nine to five and he has a family. And I'm like, 
whoa I thought all yeah. he was doing Forbes I thought all he was doing was talking to these creators but like that's his side hustle and then I was like do you get nervous talking to people because I mean you know like this firsthand yeah <laughs> I get so freaking nervous when it comes to interviewing like people yeah and the bigger they are the bigger my nerves are or whatever um and so I had such high nerves for him as well and he was like oh no I don't get nervous we're literally just talking <laughs> like about like him talking to Addison Ray or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like wow this man is so disconnected from like his feelings of fear that he's just like no we're just talking which is so true yeah like, it is true but it's like I get nervous like even like for people that are like smaller creators or like even like sometimes with my friends like I get nervous and I have no idea why like I think today was the first one like I wasn't nervous which is like mm-hmm. good for me um but like I don't know. I just like, I think I work myself up too much. And I'm like, what if the internet stops? What if yeah. this happens? Or like, sometimes when people like cut off, like I don't want to ask them to repeat it. Cause I don't know, like there's nothing wrong with asking someone to repeat it. But like my brain's like, what if they like get mad? Like, I think like we just like overthink it too much to the point where we make ourselves nervous. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So this actually takes me to my next favorite guest. <laughs> so I have a mentor, her name's Susie Batiz, and she's the founder of Poopery, like that spray in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah and she's made over like half a million, half a billion dollars um, from that empire. And she's also very spiritual and she's also very open about her um, trigger warning, but about her uh, previous experience with sexual assault. And so her and I had like that in common. And I had also gone through a really traumatic experience over the summer where I put a podcast episode out about my experience mm-hmm. and actually like people from my high school made like a five page screenshot essay about how oh I'm a liar God. and that like didn't happen. And like the worst case scenario that like any victim could ever go through mm-hmm. that happened to me. Um, and so talking to Susie Batiz, I was like, oh, this podcast is going to like be my answers to them like this is going to be like the hot in their face like yeah I'm talking to Forbes um self-made women like about this like whatever so Amanda I was so gung-ho about that being like the like the answer and like being my my yeah. taking my power back and I was also so nervous like the the nerves that you and I have on a regular podcast and then intensified because I would be yeah. talking about something so traumatizing um and the podcast Amanda like this is what's crazy like my energy was so nervous I was scared that I was going to push away this manifestation Mm -hmm. it was so hard for me to even get her schedule intact with mine this is months of scheduling and then I'm sitting there like zoom open armpits sweating like freaking (laughs) out and she can't get in like oh she can't God. get into the Zoom, and her assistant's texting me as like, "Hey, like I'm so sorry, Susie's not like getting into the Zoom. Not sure why." And then ten minutes later, because we only had thirty minutes to record, mm-hmm. and ten minutes in, and like they can't get into the Zoom, and oh so like, um, "Hey, man, I'm so sorry, but like Susie is also not um, having like the best day. She feels like this is really not in flow right now, and like." she would be best if we did it on a day that like is in flow. And I'm like, I literally pushed that away with my nerves and my negative energy. Mm -hmm. And so I really took that and I was like, 
there's something I need to work on. Like there's something I need to fix. And like, there's some, I have to let go of the expectation and, and just let whatever's supposed to happen, happen. And mm-hmm. when I did that, it, it worked. We had a flawless like uh, connection and we had an intensely amazing conversation that will forever change my life. Like truly. So if that, I don't know how I got there, but I just want to talk about that because it really, it has like the energy you have about something really does have a huge external effect Mm -hmm. on like the outcome. A hundred percent. Love that. (laughs) Um, So we're going to manifest right now. Who are some of your dream guests that you want on the podcast in 2021? I promise I am not coming for you. Okay. (laughs) But when you said Claudia Saluski in your episode, I was like, period. Like I, I've been trying to find her email or anything, but like, there's nothing. And like, I've DM'd her and she hasn't answered. I've tweeted her. She hasn't answered. So I'm just like, okay. She's like sister-in-laws with one of the biggest yeah. artists of our So I feel time. like a lot of people are trying to get her, but like, I don't even want her for that. No, like, no, not I, for that I at all. love Billy, but like, I think Claudia's content is so cool. And I, I just want to like, le- like learn about how like she also navigates dating someone who's on tour a lot because like imagine like I don't know like does she go on tour with him I don't know these things and I think it'd be just so cool to like learn about that too but I don't know how to contact her no 100% and like her Nordstrom line I'm like that Mm -hmm. is obsessed to me and like she's been to award shows like musical award shows like I want to know like what it's (laughs) honestly like I want to know what it's like to be fitted by was it Gucci like I want to know what it's like so I think she'd be like so cool to talk to, but then again, no idea how to contact her. So yeah. And like, I feel like she's also, I don't know, like she's just one of the most put together people mm-hmm. on the internet that I follow. Like she's incredible. I would let her probably spit in my face. and I'd be like, Honestly, oh. Sam, I'd be like, do it again. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you're the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like she's so like genuine and real and like, yeah, oh, I hope wow. we go both get her. I mean, if I figure out how to contact her, I will let you know. <laughs> hey, girl, I got you. Um, and then other than that, I who was it? I was just thinking of the other day. Um, I really like Margot Lee. Mm-hmm. Would love to talk to her. Um, and then I don't know. I oh, so big dreams. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Oh my God. When she went on, what is it called? Coyote. Oh yeah. When she went on that, I was like, this is like wow. <laughs> like I had no words like I don't really listen to call your daddy because it's not my type of like I get like really uncomfortable during like the episode sometimes <laughs> just like with certain things they talk about I'm like oh, okay um but like nothing against like sex talk or anything but like just not my type of thing that I like to listen to but like I had to listen to that episode when it came out yeah. because Miley Cyrus is literally like the queen like, so that would be so cool no that was incredible I loved that episode so that would be like your celebrity guest. Oh, yeah, mine yeah. would be Shea Mitchell. But yeah. then again, how the fuck do you contact someone like that? Unless you're like already like famous and they know who you are. I feel like it's just so hard to get someone on like just that. Just work on trying to get your Twitter verified. So then that Honestly, way you- yeah. But I feel like at the same time, I feel like like when we were talking about nerves, I feel like if I had someone like that on the podcast, like I would faint. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how I would be able to calm myself down. Mm-mm for someone that big like I'd have to do it in person probably because all the internet stuff would like stress me the fuck out and like I don't know <laughs> I like I couldn't sleep 
if I knew Miley Cyrus oh, was going to be a podcast in a year, I'd be like, every day, can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> same. Um, so moving on, you have your biggest following at the moment on TikTok, being over 40,000 followers. What kind of content do you post on there? Right. No, it's funny you say that because I forget that like TikTok has literally just blown every other platform out of the water mm-hmm. when it comes to clout. But I post random things, honestly. Like sometimes I'll do a little vlog, sometimes I'll do a story time, sometimes I'll just do like a funny sound. Um, I've done a lot of TikToks about my grandparents just because mm-hmm. like I live with them. And so it's like the most relatable content for me. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like my TikTok has the least amount of niche than any other platform that I have. <laughs> no, like, um, so do you take your TikTok as serious as your other platforms or do you see it as more of a, like, just for fun thing? No, but I don't take it serious. Like, oh, and that's the thing too, is like all of the TikToks that have gone viral on my account. Um, I had one about like inhaling oxygen out of a can. That was the most random TikTok I think I could have made. Um, One about like driving through my friend's neighborhood and she just like lives like around a bunch of mansions. And so Mm -hmm. I like made a joke about like how I'm the poor friend. That one blew up and I wasn't even in the creator fund when that blew up. So I have, I don't even want to think about how much money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How many views does it have? Oh, I don't even know anymore, but it has over a million likes. So it, that means it has to have. Yeah. Good wow. ratio. Yeah. Um, and then uh oh, but like that's the thing. And then another one that recently blew up is of my grandpa like making Christmas cards and putting money in it. What all these videos have in common is that they were thought of in five seconds. Yeah. And I I just did them and I posted them and I was like, eh. and those are the ones that just blow up. Like and when I articulate a, a TikTok or I overplan it or I wait till a certain time to post it. They just don't do well. And like, I don't think that's the case for everyone, but like when it just comes to TikTok, the most random is is the most viral. So. No, I feel that. So do you think you were able to grow your other platforms a bit with the help of your TikTok following? Mm, That's kind of a hard one because I also find with TikTok, I have like 48K followers, but some of my videos don't even get 300 Mm -hmm. views. So it's like, and like, I know personally, I like to go through like my following tab on TikTok because I like to keep up with the people that I follow. But a lot of people only go to their For You page. So if you're not being pushed onto these random followers For You page, they're likely not going to find your content. And they also probably don't care about me. They care about the places I go in Dallas or they thought my grandpa was funny or whatever, which is fine. But to answer your question, like it doesn't transfer very well over into other platforms because my content isn't about my other platforms. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So we're going to move on to the last part of the podcast where I ask people on Instagram to ask you questions and I pick some of my favorite ones. (laughs) Um, So the first one is, how did you get into the world of manifestation and do you have any success stories? I don't know why I'm thinking of that one. Okay, so when I first found law, it was when I was wanting to get into UT Austin. And so I was like, oh, what's this? Let's manifest that. But I do want to say, because this is something I remember, I first found a Lior Alexandra manifestation video. And it was specifically about how to manifest a text from someone. And I wanted to, 
I wanted to manifest a text from this guy that I met in Mexico. On oh my gosh. TV. And he lived in North Carolina, but he's from Germany. Girl. Wow. <laughs> and I'm in Lubbock, Texas. Okay. I thought we were soulmates, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm watching this video and like, she was like, okay, now imagine this person picking up their phone and <laughs> Like, this sounds crazy. And imagine this person texting you and the joy you would feel. Oh, my God. Amanda, I'm watching this video. <laughs> I get a ding. <laughs> Yo, it's wild. But, like, that happens to me, too. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I wish, like, this person would finally answer me. And then they answer me. Or I'm like, oh, I wish, like, I would get an email. They answer me. Or, like, sometimes it's so embarrassing, like, when I'm getting, like, when I'm waiting for something, mm-hmm. I like email the person. I'm like, Hey, like, just, you know, like I'm still waiting for it. Like I haven't got it. And then five minutes later, after I send it, it comes. And I'm like, oh, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm only like just getting into like manifestation and stuff, mm-hmm. but like anytime I think of something, it happens and just scares me. No, totally. And so that was like my first thing. Cause it was such an instantaneous result mm-hmm. that I was like, Whoa. And so shout out to my boyfriend now. He's not that guy. Um, love <laughs> you, me and Cameron. Um, but I then started practicing on like wanting to get into UT Austin. So I would like script out like, I got accepted into UT Austin. And I would write it over and over and over again. Um, and then a big one that I manifested was, I think we all have like this Pinterest pin, yeah. someplace in yeah. London, someplace in Paris. But like, I had never put, my heart and soul on the desire of like traveling abroad and so those were just like pins on my vision board like didn't really think much of them yeah and then in 2019 that summer my best friend um she was traveling the world a lot with this company that she worked for and she's like really close with the founder of it or the ceo of it and she was like hey what if we hire you to like just take pictures for us while we're in london and paris and i was like okay whatever like because I didn't want to get like my hopes set on it. Right. So I was like, that would be cool. But like in the rush, whatever, since I didn't have that attachment or whatever it was, it worked out. And my plane ticket, like, cause they bought my plane ticket for me, um, on the plane ticket, it was $1,111. It was literally one one I was like, okay. So I manifested going to London and Paris. That was the moral best. Wow. (laughs) I love that yeah I know I've been trying to get into it and stuff and I've been watching so many videos and it's so cool um but like also like you said like sometimes I don't want to like get my hopes up and like be like because I wrote this down like it's gonna happen because obviously if that's how it worked everyone would write everything down so yeah it's a whole process but I'm excited for you to like talk more about that on like your YouTube and stuff I'll watch it yay (laughs) yeah and like that's what's weird about it too is like you have things such as the Paris London free trip to Paris and London and then you have things like a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers Mm -hmm. and I put my heart and soul and everything willing into the a hundred thousand YouTube subscriber goal and it has not been the slowest thing I've ever done in my entire life honestly and so that's where like there's that equilibrium and there's something that I need to shift or something because (laughs) I can manifest a free trip to Paris and London are you serious I think you just need you need to have like be in a scandal you know have some drama (laughs) and then you'll blow up dude Amanda and I we have we can make a fake we can make a fake one we can make a fake like scandal with each other he stole my name (laughs) 
honestly yeah <laughs> um anyways the next question is how do you stay consistent on youtube and instagram while still being in school oh it was really hard at first because it's so easy to make an excuse that you don't have time for youtube or that like you shouldn't make time for youtube um but i mean starting out the f- the first season of that i was still in person at school and i went to a party school and i was so focused on getting out of there that like my free time was youtube like i was like okay if i have any free time i'm not going to go party i'm going to edit this youtube video yeah um and then fast forward to then when i'm well i mean i guess that actually kind of stayed like applicable throughout till corona like i really wouldn't party i would like spend any free time i have on my youtube channel yeah um and then now when it's everything's online to be honest I've gone way too deep now to give up so it's Mm -hmm. like I'm really just putting it out for that idea in my head it's not even an idea in my head I read it in my YouTube book (laughs) but it was like if you post at least once a week consistently for over two or three years like you will be good like you'll make it um so I'm just like also trying to stay up there with that Um, yeah love that um, and the last question is, who are some of your favorite creators? So Claudia Saluski, no cap, like genuinely <laughs> best content ever. I also love their podcast just because it's an easy listen. Yeah. Um, and then I love your content. I love Megan's content. <laughs> uh, Megan Muse, if I guess I never said her last name. Um, and then who else do I like? I like Margot Lee. I was watching a lot of Brooks vlogs for a while. And then I guess, oh, I just got into Julia and Hunter. They're, I don't, um, I've heard of them, but like, I never actually watched them. Yeah, they have very long vlogs. So like, I kind of like to watch them when I'm like doing something. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like in and out. Um, but they live here in Dallas area. And so it's cool to see like a couple content creator. Cause I'm like, you have a boyfriend, hey. Dreams. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That's all I had for you today. Before you leave, do you want to shout out your socials so everyone can find you? Oh, yes. Please give me all of Amanda's clout. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at the Amanda Jewel. And that's J-E-W-E-L-L. And then you can also find my podcast, Becoming an Influencer, on Spotify or Apple and then you can go to my blog theamandajewel.com backslash vlog <laughs> awesome well thank you so much once again thank you thanks for letting me be on here I was telling you Amanda I love this podcast I think I said at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> but, um, it's a great listen so make sure you leave her a nice five-star review if you are still here and subscribe to behind the girl box Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. If it by chance be Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review so that we can see what you guys like, see what you guys don't like, and yeah. And again, please don't forget to go follow Amanda on her Instagram, her podcast, her YouTube. Go check out her blog. Go support her in any way that you can. Of course, everything will be left in the show notes below. And if you want to support me, please don't be shy i would love that you can follow me on instagram either at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda one you can also follow me on youtube it's amanda one and of course follow this podcast like i said so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it don't forget to do the journal prompt and i will hear you next time bye